Tell me I'm smart right now. No, thank you. I did it though. Wait, what time is it? Oh, you we you decided to grab lunch. I'm not working on an empty stomach. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the revival of the real life version of the generational divide podcast yes and you can thank me all for that no you can't i literally set up this this whole setup 100 percent of the work was mine most of the setup was mine because we're using my laptop we're using crappy mics because his mics fell <laughs> and but but thanks to my nvidia graphics card we're using correct nvidia you dropped my mic nvidia broadcast into so reduce the noise and echo so if anything this is our best sounding episode you okay. can thank me for that all right all right <laughs> literally and we're also in san diego the yes. san diego location yeah and who got us the place to record that, that was you but i also found out i could also get us a place to record too i just remembered i could do that like 20 minutes ago because <laughs> he spent no time thinking about that because i forgot i could rent out a room for free yep because i have the ability to do that mm -hmm. all right but yes we're here back in real life it's, it's good to be back in real life. Yeah, and I like it. Me too. I prefer it. It's also better that, you know, it's my stuff. So, and I'm proving <laughs> to you that all this stuff's better. I don't know about that one. How? Didn't you not? We did an audio test before that. And I showed him how, like, all the audio is, like, a lot better through my um, my little thing. Okay. So, it's, like, a lot better. And there's no <laughs> echo. There's no none of that. Obviously, we can still hear it on our end. But we checked the video end. It sounds crispy. Thanks to me. <laughs> yeah, everything is thanks to Jason. Yes. Wow. <laughs> See, your stuff works. We can move the camera so it catches you too. Okay, here we go. Yeah. <sighs> this is card full already. I erased everything off that card. All right, see there. There we go. I have to set up though. Hold on. All right. This we'll, is growing pains. We'll cut this out in post. Nah, nah, we're not. <laughs> This is growing pain. All right, Jason. So what's today's uh oh, hold on, I gotta here. like readjust. Tell me about your week while I readjust. Oh, so it was my recovery week for uh my vasectomy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and then immediately after I got sick. Sucks. So uh yeah. Getting a vasectomy reminded me of that one time when I was a kid and my brother kicked me in the nuts. <laughs> and really? uh yeah, it hurt so bad. I had to go to the hospital. And I was talking about this about, with my mom, like recently. She was like, "Oh yeah, they they actually wanted to go into surgery right away, but I had to go get a second opinion." And the second doctor was like, "No, he doesn't really need that. We just need to wait." So that's the story of how I almost lost a nut. Amen. <laughs> you were only you're almost one ball wonder. Yeah, that this was like when I was eight, seven or eight years old. One yeah. ball wonder. Yeah. <laughs> so. I got midterms. We'll just do this quick because I said this is not a college episode. We did that twice already. Mm -hmm. So uh, midterms are Monday and then Thursday of next week. Have not studied. I don't think I need to study. <laughs> okay. Because I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty relaxed. Like all my other doormates and students are like really like trying to like overdo it. But I'm just like, like I have confidence in myself. Like I think I'm I'm doing pretty fine. Like, I'm retaining information pretty good, you know? Yeah. So, next week, we'll look at his report card. Yeah. Or in two be, weeks. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> we'll, see what, we'll see how this mindset 
carries it, it's you. It's going to be beautiful. Obviously, I'm going to like study for like a day, but like <laughs> I'm not going to study for like three days straight. Wow. You know, like this reminds me when I was in college one time, um, I was taking one of the harder classes called organic chemistry. Ooh. All the pre-med kids hated this class. Yeah. I liked it. You know, I was a chem major. So I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. It's pretty fun. You're like Walter White. Yeah, exactly. This is where you learn all the Walter White stuff Ooh. is in organic chemistry. And, um, you know, and I was just like, I was like, this is like maybe my third or fourth. Maybe it was my third, second or third year of, uh, no, it was probably my third year of, of college. Maybe even my fourth. I don't remember. Interesting. But uh, anyways, uh, I had always been doing the Jason method, which is don't study, don't study, don't study, cram. And then what I get is what I get. Not right? cramming, though. And then so what I started doing for that semester, I was just like, I wonder what will happen if I just like uh, study a little bit every day. Every, all the, all my professors tell me, oh, you don't have to study like don't cram just study a little bit every day nobody ever took that advice by the way nobody. i wouldn't yeah and so i was just like okay so every day uh i carpooled so i had to wait for my ride to finish with softball practice in order to go back home so during that like hour i would just sit there i'd open up the book i'd study i'd like do some problems or whatever uh-huh and i just did that for 30 minutes every single day and then uh when the test was gonna come i didn't cram <laughs> I just, I just did the same old thing. I just like, I just looked over like my, my notes for like 30 minutes and I was, and I was, I was done. That was it. Yeah. And then, so the time came to take the test. So the test was supposed to take like, uh, like 90 minutes or so. You finished in 45. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Were you there? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, in so I finished womb. in half the time. I think I was maybe, I was the first person to finish for sure. Uh-huh. Because when I brought brought up my my test to my professor and I gave it to him, he was like, "Are you sure you want to turn this in right now?" Yes, definitely. And I looked at it and Absolutely. I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm sure." Yeah, and then I just gave it to him and I just walked out. And then uh, I think I wound up scoring the second highest, second or third highest on that test mm. out of the entire class. He's and like, whoa, what's your secret? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then because, you know, he knew who finished when and and uh, and all that. And then so he like the next day when we we're going over the test, he like like pointed at me and he was like, look, this guy like finished the test in 45 minutes. The next person to come out didn't come out for like another 20 minutes. Right. So Crazy. like what what did you do that's different from everyone else? And you got a really high score. I was like, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I study a little bit every day. Study a little bit every day. Yeah. And he was like, okay, so how much do you study? I was like, I don't know, like 30 minutes to an hour every day. And he was like, that's it? I was like, yeah, that's it. Like, I don't, I don't do anything else. And he was like, yeah. And then he got the second highest score in, in the entire class. And he did it in half the time of most people. So just study every day, just a little bit. And that's where I picked up that habit of like, all right, I'm never going to cram for anything ever again. Why not? Why? Yeah. Because it just doesn't work out. Like, like for me, you know, it just never worked out. Fair. Like I got like poor grades. I got worse grades. And then when I tried something different and got better grades, I was like, okay, maybe I should just do this. Well, we'll figure it out in a week. What yeah, we'll find, find out in a couple of weeks. And I have a study buddy, so we'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. So here's today's main topic. 
You ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm just staring at it. <laughs> the, great, today's great main topic is: Are human beings inherently good or evil? Oh. <laughs> and our opinions on this. All right, let's hear your your thoughts on this first. I think. See, this is a very like. This could go like either two ways. Like we could go like super nitty gritty biological, or we could go nitty gritty philo- philosophical, or both. Yeah. So I think I'll just start off with my view. I think oh, it's like so hard to like view it. I think we all start off inherently good. Like that's I'd like to say that, but obviously I know there's a biological standard to that in a sense. Yeah. I think you should define what good means. <sighs> Everyone has their own definition of good, obviously. But like, let's say let's like give an example of a good person. Like what's a good example of that? Of a good person? Mm hmm. Oh, I don't know. Like a good average human being, like good. is good average? No, but like average or like, but we're talking we're talking about alignment, like good versus evil. Okay, so that's really hard to say because even if you think about like famous people, you only know one little part of the famous person. Yes, right, and that's what they project to everyone else. You don't know what they're like, like day to day or or minute to minute okay let's just make up a person let's just say this person jeffrey he does lots of charity he gives to the environment to the people yeah but you could make up anybody i mean some people go like jesus is made up (laughs) we're not getting into that it's not the religion it's like uh all right um you know so like going hypothetical is kind of weird too okay then like here here let's go like this let's do this let's do this let's ask some deep questions here oh god yeah let's go right is your mom good? Yes. Oh, I don't like that hesitation. She's good. She is good. No, she is good. Right? Okay. Yeah, she is so good. let's say, let's assume that your mom is good, right? What qualities make her good? She's very loving. She's a very caring person. Um, she's not perfect, though. Okay, so obviously. we got loving and caring. And then you brought up not perfect for some reason. <laughs> when I asked the question, what makes her good? <laughs> uh huh. Right? So loving, caring, she's very trustworthy. Trustworthy, okay. Um, puts um, others first. Others safety first. Others safeties. First. Cares about her okay. kids. Cares about her kids. All right. You know what's cool about all those things? Wait, working, she works, contributes to society. Okay. To provide for her family. Actively, actively seeking opportunities to better herself. Okay. All right. Goes to therapy. All right. Um. Is actively learning when she's wrong. Okay. Um, striving for self-improvement. All right. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I say all those are good things. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Most of those things uh, involve other people. Uh-huh. Yes. Right? I agree. Which is one of the things that I find interesting about like when you say good, because then that's you're getting into morality, right? Morals, yeah. Right. And I think there's something about morality where it involves other people, uh-huh. right? And I, I don't know if this is right, but this is what I think is like, if you're alone in an island uh, for the rest of your life, I don't know, you get shipwrecked. Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, what's his name? In Castaway. <laughs> okay, but... Like, all right. Like, if you're on an island by yourself, yes, no one's around. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. Does it make sense to be like, quote unquote, moral? Depends on the person. 
But what would that what would that morality be if most well, of morality, morality is, is based? I'm actually taking a class on this. Most of morality is based from a social um, a social standpoint. Yeah, because which means it involves other people. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But if you're on an island by yourself, that none of that matters. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So does it make sense to be moral if you're by yourself? Depends on the person. What does that mean? Like, what is it like? So if you're on an island by yourself, what moral thing? Like, what moral compass is there? Like, there's nothing, you know? Yeah, because it's like it's like not even like you can be immoral, right? Exactly. Like, because you couldn't even be able to like steal, because there wouldn't be anyone. There's to no one to steal from. from. Exactly. You so, couldn't lie because there's no one to lie. I guess you could lie to yourself. Well, you can actually I guess be quote unquote bad. Let's just say you're in a shipwreck on the island, right? Okay. Let's just say you just start like burning down the whole island just because you want to. Okay. For no reason. All right. So being destructive for the sake of destructiveness. Yeah. Right? Like, let's just say just like, okay, I'm a shipper. I can have a flamethrower and stuff. This is one of the only things I learned in high school was that that uh, term called uh, meaningless malignity. All right. Before we get into that, maybe you want to like angle yourself like I am. Uh, talking to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm looking at you still like, you know. See, I actually like the setup a lot. Like, it's pretty laid back, pretty chill. I'm holding the microphone. So it gives me something to do and not, like, fidget around as much. Okay. So this is pretty good for me. <laughs> All right. So let's think about meaningless malignity, right? I learned What's this. What's that word, malignant? Ligma. Ma malignant. It's like, um, it's a malaligned. M-A-L-A-G-I. What does malaligned mean? Um, so malaligned means you're not in alignment so oh you, so you're outside of like chaotic good chaotic evil all kind of like that right it's huh. more with the evilness so uh i took a uh it's like that's back this is back when you could take cool classes in high school you can't do that anymore true <laughs> literally true. right uh but i took a shakespeare class in high school why would you do that uh i needed a class and i was just like i don't know that like, sounds like a horrible class that's it was either cool. that or like English for honors or something. And I was like, oh, that sounds boring. Shakespeare, like, Shakespeare is worse. Sounds like, I don't know. A lot of people talk about this dead dude. So there might be something cool in here. Shakespeare is like so, objectively worse. To yeah. Study. I mean, most high school students didn't take that class. Like my, my class had like maybe 15 people in it. You probably had all the weird kids. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of weird kids. A lot yeah. of, um, you know, there's a couple of football players in there, too, what? which is no, kind of weird. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Uh, but we took this class and we one of the books that we read was Othello. Right. Uh huh. If you do you know the story of Othello? Maybe if you remind me. OK, <laughs> so they made lots of movies about this. Like, uh, I think they made a basketball one called O. OK. Yeah. This is like 20 years ago. I don't know. But uh, it. It's basically this, uh, the original story was about like this, I think he was like a king or something. And he, his best friend, uh, Ignacio, is like je jealous of him. Yeah. And so he starts like giving him all these hints that things around him weren't, weren't what they really were. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, I guess what you would call like gaslighting now. It's like the original <laughs> gaslighting. Gaslighting. Right. Yeah. So he starts gaslighting him, telling him like, Oh, like, I think you're, you're like the big one. The big lie is, uh, that he makes Othello believe that his wife is cheating on him Whoa! to the point where Othello strangles her to death. Damn. Right. And then, uh, and then once he does that, 
like basically he just like his best friend goes like yeah she she wasn't really cheating on you Damn, <laughs> that's crazy yeah and then he like asked him like why why would you do this and he was like i just felt like doing something so is this malalignment so yeah this is like meaningless malignity like he there was no point to him being mean other than like you know he was a little bit jealous of this guy that's crazy yeah all right so how does this tie back to the island all right yeah so uh uh if you burn down the whole island mm-hmm. there's no point to that yeah but it, it's still seen as like destructive and like bad yeah it's destructive and it's and bad the reverse yeah. of that if we're talking about morals here is like let's say you get a coconut right mm-hmm. if you plant a coconut after taking one to like you know make more coconuts more yeah, exactly then like vegetation like if you like provide more vegetation to the island because technically yeah you're getting something for it but you're also like spreading yeah vegetation yeah and this is a, another interesting thing about morality right is that there's something about destruction that is bad but construction is good yes but you can't have one without the other uh that's not always true yes before creation comes destruction says who says me okay <laughs> no but it's true though like before before the universe was made oh, we've talked about this before before the universe was made was the big bang the big bang was just the destruction because it was just a, a big explosion okay and then out of all that destruction and like matter became planets and let's say a meteor hits earth today right okay all that matter is like earth is destroyed as we know it right yeah okay so earth is destroyed as we know it but in a couple million years, all that could form into a new planet, creating mm. new life. Well, not new life, but new Maybe a new not planet. A couple million years, well, billions, billions. But like, years, you get yeah. my point here. So before creation comes destruction. Mm. I think it's because think of this too. Like, I think it's let's a say if you cycle. Ex- if you exercise, you're basically destroying your muscles, and right. then they they create stronger muscles. Yeah. See, and then even with plants, like. You break off a piece of the plant get, breaks off and like gets eaten or like, you know, falls off, gets destroyed in mm-hmm. a sense. And then once it falls, it creates new life. Yeah, but not necessarily always. Give See, me an, like, exa- this is give me an example. Because give me an example. Like when when you're talking about morality, I think the other thing, because I don't see any of those things as like moral or immoral mm-hmm. because there's no choice in any of those things. Okay, let's say you shoot right. someone. That's a choice. There is a choice, yeah. I destroy life. Okay. Yeah. Where's the constructiveness? Uh, you construct, like... <laughs> no, 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 there's a fight here. You, can, you, construct, <laughs> you construct, like, the idea of, like, hey, shooting someone's wrong, and then gun bills get put in place. There's creation of that. Because I'm not saying, like, it has to be direct, direct. I'm just saying that destruction creates something no matter what no yes i don't believe that okay well that's for a different episode right now we're talking about inherently good and inherently evil yeah okay so with good and evil my opinion is uh i think alexander solzhenitsyn wrote this and he's a guy who like survived all the gulags in russia yes right back when that was a thing uh he says the the line separating good and evil runs through the heart of every man i agree with that Right. Mm-hmm. Which basically is we're all good and we're all evil. Yes. Right. Like we all have like those potentialities within us. But like the question is inherently, which is aligned to you. And I think we're all inherently aligned at good because we're all born innocent. 
in my opinion. No, I don't believe that. You don't believe that. I don't believe we're all born innocent. Genetic wise or just morality wise? Like all of it. Really? Yeah. I think what we're born is as potential. So, because like, all right, so I'm a scientist, right? Yes. I'm I taught science. An upcoming for scientist. Ever, I have a degree in chemistry. I'm an upcoming scientist with a cognitive science okay. degree. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, in, from a science perspective, um, like, that, that's one of the ways that we describe energy is uh-huh. like you, you either have like active energy Kinetic or energy, yeah. potential energy. Yes. Right. And, and so potential can, can turn into anything. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So potential energy can turn into a ball rolling down a hill. Mm-hmm. Potential energy could also turn into uh, an electron moving from here to here. Yes. Right. Huh? Like it's it like potential. There's just potential. Potential. Yes. Right. And, and so that's the way I look at all like little kids or all little babies is like, okay, there's nothing but potential there. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like you got to think about like, all right, Hitler was born a baby. Yes. Was, was Hitler all good when he was a baby or was he all bad? Like you can't like you can't say. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just like, well, I don't know. It's just a baby. If you met Hitler as a baby, you probably wouldn't go like, oh, this baby is nothing but pure good. Yes. Right. I guess so. But right? I would so say it's, it's like, bl- I'd say it's a blank slate. Uh, no, it's not a blank slate either. Right. And the reason why it's not a blank slate is uh, uh, what we call epigenetics. Do you know what epigenetics are? Tell me. Tell the okay. people. All right. So uh, everybody thinks that like your genes are just like a blueprint of who you are or who you're going to become. Yes. Right. That turns out to not be true. <laughs> like, yeah, not, it's, it's uh, nurture versus nature factors as well. Yeah, so environmental factors. What your DNA is is the potentiality of, of who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and it sets certain boundaries for you. Like yes. For me, like I have a, a height boundary, right? And loser, it's I know it's like, and it's set to like five inches taller than my mom, and. I forgot what the upper limit is that's set to your dad, right? So, like, my mom is 5'1". Yeah. So, the shortest I could ever be is, like, 5'6", mm-hmm. right? And then the upper limit is set, like, by your dad, I think. Or, yes. Or maybe even both. I don't remember what, Grandfather the, what it is, right? So, there's a limit of my height. Uh-huh. Everything that happens to me growing up, like, affects that that limit. Yes. Right? So if I don't factors. if I don't eat enough food, then I start to go to the lower limit of that. Yeah. Right. If I eat more than enough food, I start to reach the upper limit. Yes. Which is what happened to me because I'm five eleven, and that is like, you know, what is it? Four inches taller than my dad. Yeah. And then my brother, he's six one. <laughs> six one. Yeah. And my dad's five seven. So that's like a whole like six inches taller six inches taller yeah so that's like that's like the the upper limit you know what i mean yeah or he's probably like closer to the upper limit Mm -hmm. and so food was one of the things that determines that water probably like do that food uh your environment your state like um like the type of water you drink the so uh, basically it all like it all all everything factors into like what your genes end up expressing. Yeah. But your genes set like the limits. Yes. Right. So you got upper limit, lower limit, and some things are just not even possible. Like I will never, there's no way I could be born with blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah. Right. 
because that's also limited by by genetics. Yes. However, uh, there are certain things that that might influence, like even eye color. Like for instance, did you know that anyone can be born with green eyes? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a really interesting fact, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's like a universal. Like someone in the Philippines can be born with green eyes. Somebody in you know, the Netherlands can be born with green eyes. Somebody born in Mexico can be born with green eyes. Anyone can be born with green eyes. Right. Yep. Like that seems to be like a, like a, like a, like just like a chance thing mm-hmm. basically. Yes. Right. So there are certain things that, that affect you. So for, if you're talking, if you want to relate that back to good and evil, yeah, the type of person you ultimately become is set by, by those preconditions, right? Uh-huh. So every like genetically, we're all we all could be good, we all could be evil. That is true. Right? Now because we all could be good, could be evil, then whether or not we actually become good or evil is going to be determined by our local environment. Yeah. Yeah. This actually yeah. So your local environment is we actually there is a twin study on this, actually, that yeah. I learned about. Um Local environment plays a big role in how the genes are expressed or just like, mm-hmm. so even if you have twins and you separate them at birth, cause they used to do that at adoption centers, one, they can comp- completely turn out entirely different, even though they have like almost hundred percent of the same genetic coding. Mm-hmm. And that's why twins are not fully identical personality wise, right. because yeah. even the little, the littlest changes in your, um, your environment make a big change for your genes expression. Like, yeah, and that happens even in like the womb. So my uh, one of our uh, one of well, I guess it's one of our friends, um, like one of my college friends just had twins. Yeah. Right. So uh, and they're identical. Mm-hmm. So and because her and her husband were having a hard time getting pregnant, they had to do in vitro fertilization. Yeah. Her doctor only allows them to implant one egg at a time. Mm-hmm. So what happened is they fertilize an egg outside of her body, put it inside of her and then it attached. Yeah. And then she became pregnant and she was like, yes, after like eight years, they finally got pregnant. And then while it was attached, the egg split in two. So that means that both eggs have identical genetics. Yeah. Right. So egg split in two. Now they have twins. Mm -hmm. Now, as the twins grew older and older and older, one twin (laughs) wound up being physically bigger than the other twin, right? And I think it, I don't know, it had, could have been anything. could have been like... Room placement, the, temperature, yeah, all like, that. Yeah. yeah, anything. But they're identical twins. So when they were born, I think one was like like five or six ounces like bigger than the other one. But they were both born prematurely. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Since we're, okay, we're on this genetic factor here. So do you think like as like, let's say these twins grow up, let's just use these twins as an example. Mm-hmm. So let's say they live a similar environment. Do you think at a certain point being good or evil is a choice or do you think it's fully encoded into your like exp- the expression of your genetics? Yeah, I think that framing the question in that way assumes that you can't change. Yeah. Right. Like, like, oh, you become like there's a certain point. I don't know, age 15. And then you just you just become either good or you become evil. Well, I feel like there's some like well, obviously, yeah, you can change, but I'm saying like overall because obviously we were again like I said, no one's perfect, so you always have a little bit of you always make some bad quote unquote evil decisions in your life, 
that could be whatever. And I'm just saying when I say the person's good or evil, I'm saying like ultimately, like at the end of the day, their whole life, things considered. Do you think at the end of the day, it's a choice? You're talking about like their deathbed? Yes. Like <laughs> so like like Hitler. Hitler, we could say it's an evil dude, right? Yeah. Like that is an evil dude. Yeah. The whole, yeah. And at, there must have been some point where he went from being a neutral baby to being evil. Yes. Right? And it was probably not like one point. It was probably like a slow, gradual process that happened over a large period yeah, of time. Yeah, and then I think that's where the choice comes in. So yeah, even though like even though like um you could have a rough luck, like horrible life, like crap just keeps piling on, piling on, piling on. Uh-huh. I think there's a choice to be made of whether you make these bad decisions. Like let's just say like um, Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. So that's why I do think good and evil is a choice at to for most people. Cause obviously there's always outliers, whether it be like yeah. mental but illness I, I or I think that's also on a gradient too, right? Because it's like, all right, um when you're a small kid, uh uh-huh. right, are you responsible for everything that you do? No. Right? But then the older and older you get the more and more responsibilities you get. Yes. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Right. So there becomes a point where most of your decisions are your responsibility. Yeah. Right. And I think this is what I, I think we as a society are missing is, um, rites of passage. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of like, uh, previous cultures would have set points to decide that. Right. It would be like, oh, like when you decide when you become a man, yeah. we have we have like kind of like pseudo versions of that. And it depends culture to culture, you know, like like Jewish people have bar mitzvah or bar mitzvah, bat yeah. mitzvah if you're a the girl. Or you got quinceaneras. There's no equivalent for guys, though. Nope. Right? <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Which is, yeah, I was like, oh, girls can become women, but guys are just, mm. you know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's implied that they're already men. Mm, I guess that's weird too though. But, um, you know, like, so those are like, some of those are like more like remnants, Remnant, right? Yeah. And then, so it's like, all right, what is the, um, like, how do we know? Right. Because I think part of that is you, you have to be told, right. Not just by one person, but by a community of people, you are an adult now. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, so if you're like a part of a religion, that's like your first communion. Fair. Right. Like if you're a Christian, I guess, or Catholic, I don't even know if other faiths do that. Don't know. Yeah. But it'd be like your first communion. Your first communion is like, all right, now you are capable, uh, because you've gotten this level of knowledge, you're capable of deciding, uh, whether your decisions are good or bad. Yeah. And when you make bad decisions, now it is also your responsibility to own up to them through confession. And that's what first communion is, is like you, you get first communion after you've done your first confession. Fair. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So you've reached a point where now you're responsible for your decisions. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I wish there was something like that. That was universal for everybody where you reach a certain age and it's probably like around like when you start to hit puberty. Yeah. Right. Somebody somewhere around that time, it flips from most of your decisions are, 
or most of what you do isn't really that your responsibility to now most of the things that you do is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. I agree. Right. And then so that would be cool if we had something where it's like, and that's kind of what I like about, you know, a lot of people don't like religions and stuff, but there's certain aspects of it that I'm like, Oh, I wish we, we kept that. The problem that I see with like a lot of like atheists and agnostics, and I was atheist for a long time and I was agnostic for a long time or even longer time. Um, and I like slowly with time after reading a lot and, and thinking about philosophy and psychology and all that, I started to feel like, ah, uh, like there's, yeah, there's something missing here. Right. And I think what happened was when we left churches, we also left all the rituals and moral teachings that Definitely. went with all of that. Yes. I right? agree with that. Like moral teachings, especially. Yeah. And so, and I think both of those things are important. I think like there's something really important to a ritual. And you know what I started? <laughs> I, I started to You're making this. a cult? You're making a cult or something? I mean. Uh-huh. No, I mean, no. It's like. I know what you meant. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Maybe we should start a cult. Uh, <laughs> nope. 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 A generational divide cult. <laughs> cult. <laughs> but here. Like, TGD cult. But like. That's here, our new. Here's the thing. Like. I don't know. Like, when I say I don't know, it's like, yeah, people are responsible. But I think at that responsibility point, you know, like, you, you basically know at, like, 18 or, like, 21, 23, what's good and what's right and what's wrong to society's standards. How do you know that? Huh? Because there's, like, no way to avoid it. Like, even in school, we're taught, we're, bas we're basically taught what's right and wrong from, like, a, a young age through, like, folktale stories. And then... Even like in history books or whatever, we're told that all these like mass genocides from Hitler or like these tragedies of war were inherently bad. But then it, but but did you have to be taught that to know that it's bad? No, I didn't. Cause like, I don't know. I mean, the concept of like you know taking a human life, I think is pretty bad. Is it always bad? I wouldn't say it's always bad, but. So this is like the other thing I was going to mention too with, with um, this was also the death penalty because that's a whole can of worms as, as well. Yeah, it is. Because so if we say, okay, so let's, let's, let's stand focus here. So do you think that being good or evil, that alignment is a choice at a certain age or no? Uh, yeah. I think that there should be a rite of passage that tells you that that's the case. Mm. All right. So I agree. But like, so you would say that the, so going back to the beginning of the episode here, that there is no, like no one's a blank slate. You're just potential. Yeah. So you could be bad. You could be good. Uh, and it, yeah, and yeah, it's your local environment that kind of determines whether or not that's going to be the case. Okay. I can agree with you on that. Like, I like the way you put that. Like it's all potential because mm -hmm. it's kind of better than innocent. Like saying that babies are all innocent. I yeah, I know that's not true because I've had kids. <laughs> okay, but I'm saying like when they're first born, they obviously. They be evil, man. <laughs> I mean, fair. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I like the way you put potential. I just think like, I guess what I want to go to, like what I, point I want to get is like, what determines someone to make a good choice and a bad choice? Because generally like, I tend to... Because we all have that, those, that struggle in us. Like, we all have the capabilities to destroy or be evil or do bad things. Mm -hmm. Like, they all cross our mind. Like, I think I, I don't think yeah, there's, like, sure, one yeah. person that 
If they are, they're lying. They're just straight up lying. Like, oh, an evil thought has never crossed my mind. You're just lying. Mm-hmm. Like, even like deplorable crap. Like, yeah, you and could you think know, of the most deplorable stuff, and it could cross your mind, and you could be the most like generous and loving person, and it still could like you know. And I would be take, horrible. I would even go that beyond that, beyond like just having bad thoughts. I think you could do horrible things. Yeah, bad things, right? And grow up to a point where you realize. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yes, but right, I agree with that. And so, well, if you well, if you think about it like that, right? Let's say, you know, for argument's sake, that you did something horrible when you were, I don't know, fifteen. Yes. Okay. Right. You showed up to school in blackface. <laughs> I did not do that. Not do okay, but that's the thing. But so, like, here's the thing, right? Yeah, it's like, all right, I know where you're going with this. Let's say you, I did that, you do huh? that, right? Now, you now knows probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's the thing. Like, I was a 15-year-old boy. I did not know better. Okay. So. And that doesn't reflect me now. This has bigger implications, right? Yes. Because it has implications on how you should treat other people when you hear about their histories. Yes. Right? And what does that mean? That means we should be one coming to like, let's say someone else did blackface at like a middle school age and it comes out later. You should have, I would have sympathy for them because obviously I, this is what I believe, even though I didn't do any of this, obviously like it's all hypothetical guys. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't do that. But like, I generally think you should have sympathy. Like, yeah, you do, those things that have been distasteful, but at the end of the day, you're a 15 year old kid that shouldn't, you know, mark what you believe in when you're 25 years old because right. obviously yeah. there's a 10 year yeah difference. and should, should even you, then there's a fi- even at 20 there's yeah. a five-year difference you shouldn't be held responsible like res- yeah yeah right uh to like because you're not even the same person right yeah literally right yeah like you 10 years ago is not you now like even three four years ago yeah like for all like uh you know like for the sake of of all arguments that's that's just a different person literally yeah like, even in the year yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest argument for compassion. Mm-hmm. Right? Is 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 treating everyone with compassion when you hear other people like have done bad things in their past or have done horrible things in their past, like you shouldn't uh instantly go into, "Oh, I'm going to castigate you." And that's or, I'm that's where you names, is right or I'm going to call you whatever. Right. Yeah. And then that's that's the craziest thing about social media is that that's all of social media. Yeah. All of social media is I'm going to yell at you because of this one thing that you did 20 years ago. OK, but here's or 10 years ago. Here's something I want to five years ago. Here's something I want to give, though. Here's something I want to give you. At what point is there some like is there a point where it's something so deplorable where you just it ruins your reputation for the rest of your life? Like, let's just say someone kills someone mm-hmm. out of pure malice pure hate there was no reason behind it no self-defense like this person just killed them because they wanted to or like some sort of jealousy or like some ambiguous reason that at the end of the day wouldn't justify a killing mm. is that person forever stained as evil or is there a chance of redemption like because obviously like you said like yeah. compassion is key but is there things in your opinion because i'll share my opinion are there i'll actually share my opinion first because since i'm younger so maybe i could learn something from you yeah okay. i personally think there are some things that are just like unforgivable mm-hmm. like yeah maybe 
you can have compassion for someone, but even then, it's a slippery slope to have compassion for like, let's say, a murderer who murdered like children. Yeah. Or like, and like someone who like assaults women on the regular. Yeah. You know, it's it feels like it's almost like victim dependent, right? <laughs> because it's like, all right, like, uh, let's say like out of context, right? You just hear that I murdered a forty-year-old man. Yes. Right. You'd be like, oh man, that's terrible. Yeah. Okay. Let's say in a different context, you hear, oh, I, I, I murdered a four-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. That's way different, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, like that. For, you just add that one zero. Makes a big difference. Makes a huge difference right there, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what I mean. Like, it, it seems like there's like something that's uh, victim dependent, right? To whether or not you can like forgive that person. But for me, it's like you still killed someone. I guess so. But is are you going to treat somebody that killed a 40-year-old the same way as you treat somebody who killed a 4-year-old? I mean, yeah, they both killed someone. You're going to treat them both exactly the same? I guess you would treat the the person with 4-year-old a little bit harsher. Yeah, right? Because you killed so much potential. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is a very profound point, mm-hmm. right? Is that... Uh, there's something about like these crimes against children that's so much worse because you're not just harming another person. You're also destroying a ton of potential. Yes. And that should never be done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so again, does the killing of someone, is that redeemable or is there place to show compassion there? And again, we're we're showing that a reason like me, I have to believe that they're that you can show that person compassion explain okay expand right like and this this again this has to be this comes from my own personal experience yes like because i have a brother who's murdered a bunch of people yes right uh-huh. he, he went to war he killed a bunch of people some of those people were innocent some of those people were not yes right mm-hmm. and i see him now and i see him playing with his daughter and I see him, you know, going crazy when he's like, like can't find her or when he can't like, you know, like I see like all these things of him, like putting in so much effort to try and be a good dad. Uh huh. Right. Yes. But I feel like I'm like, all right. Because war is like a different thing. Like, like, you know, that, the um, that saying all's fair in love and war. I know that saying. I don't agree with it. You don't agree with it? No. But, I mean, for your brother, I like, personally, like, if we're talking about war and, like, like active people killing, I feel like that's just totally different than, like, going outside in your neighborhood just, like, stabbing someone. Okay. I feel like that's very different. I think that's the, the I think that's the, um, the route I want to take this because I feel like war or, like, patriots or, like, anyone who's fighting war, I feel like that's, like, very different okay like that's so, very different i have a family member uh-huh right <laughs> have an extensive family i, I have an extensive family here right? okay <laughs> yeah this is just i don't know if it's like the salvadorian in this <laughs> or what's going on, right? <laughs> but it, all right let's get into it this uh, is this is a good episode i'm telling you this is a spicy one i have a family member mm-hmm. who wait wait restart it because this could be a good clip there go all right so i have a family member who got involved in some uh I guess drug activities, <laughs> drug activities, particularly in the sale of, right? 
said drugs. And uh, was it methamphetamine? I I'm not gonna say. Fair. All right, go on. <laughs> and they got into some beef with some other drug uh-huh. uh, dealer, you know, connoisseur, connoisseur. Like whatever you want to call them. <laughs> and uh, and they met up at like a park and then had a shootout. And mm. he circled around them, pointed his gun, had the guy dead to rights, pulled the trigger. Gun didn't go off. Damn. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Okay. Later on, goes on to be a family guy. Yes. Right? That makes things way more tricky. Because that is not war. That isn't war. But in a sense, it could be seen as self-defense. No. No? This is like <laughs> an equal thing? This is like a, hey, get off my turf thing. Okay. Fair. Right? Yes. So, you know, like that's that that's what I mean of like I feel because of my experiences, you know, with people in my own family. Right? Yes. That I'm like, oh yes, like I get the instinct to want to judge somebody and be unforgiving in unforgiving in that judgment. Uh-huh. Right. Yes. And, you know, but like with experience, I start to see like why certain religions have sayings that say like only only God can judge. Yeah. Right. And forgive. Yeah. And anyone can forgive, but only God can judge. Yes. Like can cast judgment. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's like. Yeah, like like at some point we aren't capable of judging. Yeah. Right? Because like the because like the situations get so hairy, so convoluted and so complicated that it's like I don't think we can judge. I agree with that. Right? Like it's like like I don't know, like there's this one thing that I know about you where I'm like that's a sh like that's a pretty shitty thing to do, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then there's this other thing that I know about you and I'm like that's an awesome thing that's about you. And I'm like, yeah, and I don't and I, I don't think I have the ability to weigh those things and come up with a final judgment. I see. Right. Yeah. Like in the end, I'm just going to be like, you know what? Whatever happened, happened. I'm just going to focus on your relationship with me. I see. Right. Because that's all I can do. Yeah. Because I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't know. Uh, where the scales would fall on something like that. Yeah, I mean, I that's fair. I mean, I've also been playing the extreme devil's advocate, not devil's advocate, but like I've shared some of my opinions, but I've been sharing like extreme examples and like what I think some people think. But like, if we're going to do the term of judgment here, which actually goes on to the next, like this, this is a good flowing episode. <laughs> if we're going into the death penalty now. Okay. So in my opinion, like this is my opinion, like that's kind of a way that humans can cast judgment death yes. penalty mm -hmm. and personally when i think of the death penalty i frame it like this if i was in that room and there's a criminal there he killed let's say killed everyone did a bunch of terrible terrible things would i be willing to press that button to like kill him i don't think i could like, right that's I, like i the... generally just don't think i could do it like no matter what yeah like i just that's that's what they call the trolley experiment 
You know the trolley yeah, experiment? Yeah, I know the trolley yeah, experiment, yeah. yeah. But, like, personally, I don't agree with the death penalty, which is, a, I guess, a hot take. Because some people, like, <laughs> it is. Like, this is an extensive problem. Like, I just don't think, like, a human life. I don't think it's, like, our choice to, like, judge okay. a human life like what, that. What if it's, like, the Sandy Hook guy? I, I don't know. I Again, I place myself. Because you have footage of this guy walking into classrooms. Yes. Of, horrible. Yeah, right? Yeah, I agree. And it's I, like, okay, would you feel com- comfortable pushing that button? No, I wouldn't personally. I don't think I could. I personally think I could. I don't think I personally could ever take a human life. Mm-hmm. Well, outside of self-defense or like defending someone else and even then i feel like i would kind of be haunted by it because mm-hmm. i just even the most deplorable person in the like entire world i don't know i just i don't think it could just like just kill them on site or like death penalties push that button i don't think i can mm. i don't I don't know. I just, I just don't think it's my place to decide on a human life outside of like self defense, obviously. So Jason's saying he would let Hitler go. For no, I, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying though. Obviously, that's not what I'm saying. I deserve that. There's actions to. There's consequences to your actions. Yeah, if you get in trouble, hope that Jason's your judge. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that the like actions shouldn't have consequences. Obviously, they should. But I think the consequence, the consequence of Taking a life is one consequence that personally I shouldn't have the ability to give out. Yeah, and it might yeah, that might be the case. It might be that nobody, no person has the 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 right to take life away. Maybe you would have the right to take freedom away from a person, right? Maybe. Like store a guy in, in jail for yeah know, the rest of his life or whatever. Uh-huh. Right? But uh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like overall, I'm like, yeah, who are we to judge? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I want so. We need someone. We'll probably continue. I want someone who has an opposing view on this. Mm, that would be good. Because it's just like because obviously I think we both agree here on this point, the death penalty. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. I just again, like, who who are we? Because that's kind of like the one of the most that is like the most sacred thing you could take away from someone, their life. Mm. One of them. Because what else? After it's your one li- of them, yeah. After your life's taken, what else can you take? Nothing matters to that person because they're gone. Yeah, but you know, there's. Here's the other thing about life, though. That's weird. Is uh, some people will voluntarily give up their lives. That's true. Right. Right. To serve some kind of like a greater good or whatever. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I was just listening to a podcast today about uh, conflicting feelings or whatever. Uh-huh. And it was it had it was kind of centered around this this police officer. But in this story, they told like this other story of like uh, this cop in Detroit shows up to a scene where gunshots have been fired. Mm-hmm. Right. He finds a guy who's like been shot multiple times. Yes. Still alive is going to die soon. Right. Yeah. He's just been shot up, uh, goes up to him and goes like, do you know who did this? And he goes, yeah, I know who did this, but I ain't going to tell you. And then no. dies. That's 
Hey, he lived his life. He 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 died not being a snitch. That's right. He died not being a snitch. And that's like one of the best. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's a good story to end it on. What? How's that a good place to end it on? What if, you gotta end it on a laugh, man. Okay, what did we learn today? Uh, I learned that we can't judge, right? Like, or for there's certain there's certain things where uh we can't we can't be the final judge we can make judgments but we can't be the final judge of another person i agree with that right i learned that you know that good and evil the alignment of that is not so it's in a it's in a spectrum it's not black and white that's right and instead of a baby being seen as innocent it should be seen as potential matter not potential matter, potential, just yeah, potential, just potential. Yeah. Because, again, like we said, there's a social aspect to this, an environmental aspect to this, and a genetic aspect to all of this. Right. It's not all cut and dry. There's so many factors that have to come in with that, that concept of good and evil, as well as morals and religion, even. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I also learned that. Don't you shouldn't here. This is what I learned. Like this is something I want everyone to notice. You should never talk in absolutes mm. or make judgments on absolutes. No, I'm going to disagree with you on that. Really? Yeah. Go on to it. Go on to that. Explain. Uh, I will never eat a ghost pepper. You should never say never. <laughs> that's not, that's like, that's so. That's an absolute. <laughs> that's not an absolute. Because maybe you've already had a ghost pepper. Mm-mm. You never know. It yeah. could have been sprinkled in somewhere. Nah. You will eat ghost pepper. We're literally doing a spicy roast challenge. It's pretty, like, eventually. No. That has ghost pepper extract in it. Extract? Yes. Okay, we'll see. All right. Okay, wait. Where can you find us? Okay, so you can uh, reach out to us at uh, thegenerationaldivide at skiff.com, S-K-I-F-F.com. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram. You can find me at steve.a.flores. Yes. At- and Jason. find me on Instagram at Jason Maddox underscore. Right. And uh, have a Patreon and all that. We have you a Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com forward slash the generational divide. You can find us there. And, you know, like go on there, like, you know, steal your parents credit card or something. <laughs> give us money. <laughs> we need, we need, we're trying to save up money to give away like stickers and Prizes. All, these, all these things. And if you go on there, uh, we're, we're going to start um, doing like exclusive content. It's only like $3 a month, I think. And I think yeah. you can get the whole year for like 30 bucks. Yes. Like support us. Like, yeah. Which is not we, that much. We've been, we've been having some growing, not growing pains, but we've been trying to figure out our situation here. Yeah. But, and we need a cash flow. <laughs> yeah. We need cash flow. But look, you know, like, I think this is a pretty good setup. I feel like this would be easier to upload to YouTube. Cause like, this is a pretty good setup. Mm-hmm. I feel like using my computer obviously helped a lot. Okay. Well, I'll just it helped a lot with the audio. And yeah, I think this setup makes it a lot easier to upload on YouTube, upload in general. And also I like this camera angle because it saves me the hassle of lining up two camera angles. And it's just one. Okay. It's so beautiful. All right. But so, yeah, so this is gonna be a lot easier. I think we've we're we're really close to like finding like a setup that works perfectly with the least amount of work. Okay. (laughs) And with that, this has been the Generational Divide Podcast. I hope everyone has a wonderful afternoon and day and week. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.